Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Companions of the Message. This is Naha. And this is Sada. So alhamdulillah, we are now concluding our theme of marriage. We hit on singleness, engagement, marriage. And like we mentioned, when you're learning any concept, it's best to learn it completely. So the first thing that I wanted to mention on this topic of divorce is that you're not the only person going through a divorce. The Companions of the Prophet have gone through divorces. So divorce is not the end-all be-all, mm-hmm. right? Just because you didn't get along with a person, it doesn't mean that you won't get along with another person. Right? It doesn't take away from your own value. It doesn't take away from your worth. And subhanAllah, one of the sisters mentioned that. She said that you know, just because you get a divorce does not mean you are a bad person or that your husband is a bad person. It just means you guys weren't a pair. right? You guys yeah. didn't compliment one another. And she was also saying like, when you are going through a divorce, like, don't involve your children. Because maybe he wasn't a good husband or maybe she wasn't a good wife, but she may be a good mom and he may be a good father. Like just because he's lost that position in your life doesn't mean he gets to lose that position with his children. So I wanted to mention a Sahabi, Abdullah ibn Umar, right? One of the most famous Sahabis that we know of. So Abdullah ibn Umar left his wife one day and he was actually going to get a divorce. Like he was planning on divorcing his wife. As he was walking in Medina, he hears someone reciting the 19th verse of Surah An-Nisa. So the ayah is, وَعَشِرُهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ فَإِن so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this ayah and live with them in kindness and if you dislike something about them and takrahu right like not even just dislike but you really despise something about your spouse Allah says perhaps you dislike a thing and Allah puts within it much good Abdullah ibn Umar hears this verse and then he goes back to his wife he decides not to divorce her right subhanAllah and also just a side tangent like look at how the sahaba took the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so seriously right like immediately he changed his mind he wasn't gonna divorce his wife he goes back you know his wife gets pregnant and he has a son and this son whose name is Salim, ends up being his favorite son, right? His best son. He ends up, you know, growing up to be a hadith narrator. He ends up being like one of the greatest scholars of Medina. Mm-hmm. And whenever uh, Abdullah ibn Umar would look at his son, he would say, Sadaqallah, Sadaqallah. SubhanAllah. And that's the key that made the companions the best of men and women is that when they heard the words of Allah, they acted on it. Mm-hmm. It's not like us when we're in the mood, when we feel like we have to, right? Or when there's no other option to, we go by the words of Allah. But if we were to live our lives by the rulings of Allah, it would make everything so much... Like, the purpose of them is to make our lives easier. A lot of our decisions are made for us, like the options at least, to choose from. Another sahaba I wanted to mention was Zayd ibn Haritha, the adopted son of the Prophet very close and dear to him. So Zayd ibn Haritha married Zainab bint Jahsh, and she was more interested in the matchmaker who was the Prophet. But the Prophet matched her with who? Zayd ibn Haritha. So she's married to him, a beautiful woman, very great woman, and a beautiful man. And subhanAllah, they just kept having so many problems. They just weren't compatible. And Zayd ibn Haritha goes to the Prophet and is constantly venting to him for advice, right? Not to just bash his wife, but to seek some counsel. And at the end, what happens? They get a divorce. And it shows you that, look, the only companion whose name is mentioned in the Quran got a divorce. Divorce isn't a product of you being a bad person. It just means you weren't compatible. The same way your marriage is in the sleep, your divorce is in a sleep too. It's fake. But it's also based on our choices, right? So subhanAllah, it shows you like we single out women and men because they're divorced. He's divorced. He's damaged goods. Or she's divorced. No one can work with her. She's so hard to deal with. Divorce isn't a label. It's an experience. It's something that this person went through that wasn't the best choice and now they're, they're living with it. And imagine some of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, they would speak to one another and they would say like, you know, I've divorced so and so. You know, we didn't get along. But perhaps she'd be a good wife for you. SubhanAllah. Can you imagine that they're talking to their friends in this way? Way. like no like they're not going around saying oh 
you know, I just divorced my wife, she's terrible, she's this, she's that, bad-mouthing their spouse, making them out to be evil so that, you know, you look like you were right in the situation and whatnot. Mm -hmm. There was none of that resentment. Like, they were so mature about the situation. It's so crazy. The way that we view divorce now, it's always like, oh, who is right? Who was wrong? Exactly. Who was abusive? When it's like, that's not always the case. That's mm -hmm. not, that's not how divorce always has to be. And then that also allows women to not want to get divorced because it's exactly. not under those labels of abuse or maybe there's just no love and you're in a loveless marriage and you want a divorce. You want someone to make you happy. And subhanAllah, just because it's not under those conditions, a woman doesn't want to leave her marriage. And something I wanted to mention before I move on to my next point, Sada, is when you mentioned that you know, they didn't take it so personal, the divorce. It just wasn't, there was no compatibility. Even though divorce is something difficult, but it's it's just like, I don't want to compare it to this because I don't want to like, you know, remove its importance, but it's like a, a business transaction. Sometimes I go into business with you and it doesn't work out. And there's nothing that, you know, you did wrong or I did wrong. It's just that we weren't good business people. And if it doesn't work out, we part ways without anyone feeling that they're less of a person or they, they took something from somebody else or bashing the other person. But I do want us to see that that value they did put on the person, not just the marriage. The person is just as important as the marriage. Like they didn't belittle them. To give you the counter of that, it's not easy. You know, we are now going to divorce a lot more vulnerable, putting in everything into our marriages. And subhanAllah, why are we going into our marriages so carelessly and not figuring out who it is that really is worthy of us? It's only a product, right? It's only the, like the prerequisite of a divorce when you are careless with who you're getting married to. With Islam, like it is permissible, but it is that final straw. It's just like with everything, like you go through each step trying to fix it. You know, when you have something wrong with your arm, you don't just automatically cut it off. You try your best to heal it, right? to fix it you take the medications you see counsel you go to a professional and after everything after all your efforts if it doesn't work out and your arm is still hurting you the marriage is still not working out then you are to amputate it but once i amputate my arm sada am i still the same person i'm not i'm missing a part of me and that's what marriage does i'm not just connected to you with my life i've had an emotional connection with you a physical connection a mental i'm so connected to my spouse that if this ever does happen a divorce i will lose a part of me it's natural you were so invested in this person, you were becoming a pair or trying to become a pair and they've taken from you and you've taken from them and this divorce will not leave you the same. And this is why we're, we're emphasizing that we really take our singleness really serious and who we're getting engaged to and married to. And with divorce, it's worse than death. One of my friends got a divorce and she told me it's so hard because I see him. He's not part of my life. It's like a perpetual death. They will always be in front of you, but they will not be yours. Like imagine seeing someone that was once yours and no longer within your reach. And that's why divorce, it's so hard. And it's always great to ask a divorced woman about marriage when you're considering somebody because they will tell you, be sure. Don't get hyped up in the marriage, in the wedding, in the planning, in the, the pressure from the family. Be so sure that this is who you want to marry because divorce is no joke. So marriage should not be a joke. And your singleness should not be a joke. You need to invest in each stage. You cannot skip one. You cannot expect a successful marriage when you don't even know yourself. So to segue from what Maha's talking about into, um, you know, being in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. So we talked about how sometimes a divorce can just be that you weren't compatible with someone, but then also sometimes a divorce can end in someone being abusive, yeah. right? You dealing with someone who physically or, you know, emotionally harms you. And I think it's really important to remember the ayah where Allah says, 
Right? So Allah says on the day of judgment, every person is going to earn according to what they did. And so he's talking about justice on the day of judgment. And then he says, لا ظلم اليوم. If you didn't understand what he was saying in the beginning of the ayah, he, you know, he reiterates and he says, there will be no injustice today. إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَرِعُ الْحِسَابِ right? Verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is quick to give you your hisab, is quick to give you what you deserve. So basically Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to compensate for the rights of every single person. حَتَّى يَتَمَنَّ الْعَبْدُ أَنْ يَعُودَ إِلَى الدُّنْيَا كَيَكُونَ مِنَ الْمَظْلُومِينَ The Prophet says that Allah will compensate for the rights of every servant so much so that a servant is going to wish on the day of judgment to return to the dunya to be amongst those who were oppressed. And so to clarify my point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to support you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not leave you stranded. You will get your justice. So if you feel like no one in your life is supporting you, oftentimes when you're going through a divorce, maybe you don't have the support of your family. Not everyone has a supportive family when it comes to divorce because of how taboo it is, because of our cultures putting pressure on us to, you know, stay in marriages that are harmful to us. Mm-hmm. Remind yourself of this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will support you. You will receive your justice. And then also don't be afraid to talk to someone to report that abuse. So on top of the fact that you're going to get your justice, so that means that you should leave a relationship that's harming you. No matter what your culture suggests, no matter what your family tells you, you're not harming anyone by staying in that relationship but yourself. Yeah. And subhanAllah, an example um, from the time of the Prophet yes. about why you're not a terrible person for speaking up about an abusive relationship or about someone who's harming you is when Fatima bint Qais asked the Prophet I received the proposal from two men, right? From Muawiyah and Abu al-Jahim. And the Prophet says, Abu al-Jahim doesn't put his stick down meaning that he's an abuser. And so the Prophet ﷺ is obviously talking ill of that companion, but it's to prevent or it's to avert a greater harm. Yeah. So you shouldn't feel guilty about speaking up about your marriage if you don't feel safe in that marriage. You shouldn't feel guilty about talking about your husband to someone else if he's hurting you. You're not doing anything wrong by doing that. Through that, you're earning your justice. And then obviously, like on the Day of Judgment, you will also earn your justice from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. And I feel like that's always a problem with women is that they think that whenever you complain about a marriage or complain about a spouse, be patient, be patient. There's reward in patience. We have to remove be patient with things that are toxic and that are not acceptable in Islam or should never be acceptable in our cultures and our societies. And to add to that, like advice that I received from someone um, who, you know, went through a divorce is don't become a prisoner of your past. So don't allow your sadness, you know, to control you. Be hopeful in the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you better. That maybe this divorce was a bab to khair. It was a door to, to goodness. And an ayah that comes to mind is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So Allah says, forgiving is closer to taqwa, right? It's what makes you righteous, forgiving someone. And don't forget to be graceful to one another. Surely Allah is watchful over what you do. And I think the lesson that we can learn from this ayah is to disconnect yourself from that person entirely after you divorce them, right? So it's interesting that Allah says, right? Like we know what afu is. Afu is not just forgiveness, but it's like having that blank slate. And, you know, we may be thinking like, you know, it's almost impossible to do that for someone who, you know, we were married to, who's wronged us, who's abused us emotionally or physically. Like all of those emotions weigh down on you after you're divorced. So the last thing you're thinking about is forgiving someone or or giving them a blank slate. But it's almost as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you, you're not just forgiving that person, but you're allowing yourself to move on. Right? Like you're, you're forgiving and you're also forgetting to move on, to open a new chapter in your life, right? Because if you just forgive that person and you're still thinking about them or people in your life think it's okay to bring them up all the time or whatever, that's not going to help you move on. You become a prisoner of your own past. And also like for the divorced woman and men, when a new suitor does come or when you see a potential, don't think because you are a divorced person that you should be lowering your standards to the ground. 
that if anyone comes and asks, I just have to say yes. I should be, you know, happy that someone's even coming and considering me. Because what is that going to lead to again? It's going to lead to another failed marriage. Don't feel like you should just be taking wh whoever comes. You know, I have a few friends who are divorced and I love that about them. Like the community is always just like, oh, I can't believe she said no to him. I'm like, he's a terrible person, right? Yeah. But you know, he'll provide for her. I'm like, but that's not marriage, right? You want a marriage. You want a companionship. You want someone that's yeah. going to make you a better person, bring you closer to Allah. If they're just going to be supporting you financially, what kind of lifestyle is that? Stay with your dad. Ex right? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> So there's so many rulings when it comes to talaq, right? When it comes to divorce. And obviously, Sada and I are no shiuch, are no scholars of fiqh or any of that. But there is a surah in the Quran dedicated to divorce. And it just shows you how our deen, our religion, encompasses everything. And there's rulings for everything. Allah doesn't leave you to figure things out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts down these rulings to make our lives easier. And if you take these rulings, right, if you take this counsel from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will make your life easier and Allah will bring you ease. So we found it important to mention some ayat in Surah Al-Talaq and just focus on the literal translation of them and some reflections of these ayat. Okay, so we're going to start from ayah 1. Sada, if you can just read it. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. يا أيها النبي إذا طلقتم النساء فطلقوهن لعدتهن وأحصل عدة واتقوا الله ربكم لا تخرجوهن من بيوتهن ولا يخرجن إلا أن يأتين بفاحشة مبينة وتلك حدود الله وَمَنْ يَتَعَدَّ حُدُودَ اللَّهِ فَقَدْ ظَلَمَ نَفْسَهِ لَا تَدْرِي لَعَلَّ اللَّهَ يُحْدِثُ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ أَمْرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O Prophet, instruct the believing men that when they are to divorce their woman, what does Allah say? لَا تَخْرِجُهُنَّ مِنْ بُيُوتِهِنَّ Allah says, do not kick them out of their own homes. Allah associates the house to the woman. Wow. Subhanallah, when you That's think crazy. of a divorce, you think of like, oh, the woman leaving. No, the man leaves if he wants to leave the house. The woman should never be kicked out of her own home. Look at the honor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the security he gives to a woman if the husband is thinking of divorcing or wanting to divorce um, his wife. And subhanAllah, when we took this class with Sheikh Ali, we know that when a husband talaqs his wife, it has to be said three times, right? But he said like when it's said three times in a row, that counts as once. And even regardless, if you feel like you're uncertain, you should be seeking a sheikh's counsel and understanding where you are with your husband. And even if he says talaq three different times, Sheikh Ali says, I have to ask him, how were you when you said it? Was it said out of anger? Was it said when she was on her period? Right? These are things that a sheikh has to evaluate and let you know if this talaq was valid. So do not think, don't go out of your way and try to measure the talaqs or try to divorce yourself. You always have to seek the counsel of a sheikh or of a scholar. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not kick them out of their homes, right? And if they are on their periods, and subhanAllah, he even said, he goes, I never divorce a woman if the problem happened during her period. Because that was just probably her PMSing or just like reacting based off her imbalance of hormones. There's so much to consider when dealing with a problem. It's always best to seek the help of, of a professional. And that's why it's so important to make sure she's not on her period. She's not pregnant, right? And he's not angry and he's not basing his emotions on like something that's temporary. And he's about to make a permanent change in his life. And Sheikh Ali was saying like, even if you have a problem with your husband or your wife and you want to divorce her and you're going through this sort of like transition, maybe you, you are considering divorce. He was telling us never leave the house never get your husband or never get your wife used to being without you because then the divorce will be more certain right it will be more realistic for them 
allow him to see you in his household until the divorce is finalized because you never know the change of heart that might occur. All right, then let's read ayah number two. فَإِذَا بَلَغْنَ أَجَلَهُنَّ فَأَمْسِكُوهُنَّ بِمَعْرُوفٍ أَوْ فَارِقُوهُنَّ بِمَعْرُوفٍ وَأَشْهِدُوا ذَوَيْ عَدْلٍ مِّنْكُمْ وَأَقِيمُوا الشَّهَادَةَ لِلَّهِ ذَلِكُمْ يُعَضُ بِهِ مَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرُ وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا and subhanAllah, this ayah refers to they still don't want to reconcile. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, allow there to be honor between you and them. Let it be an honorable separation. Let there not be any dirtiness or like bickering or bashing of one another. And then Allah also says, allow there to be witnesses, right? Allow there, you to bring a person and they bring a person. And then the ending of ayah 2 and the beginning of ayah 3, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, SubhanAllah, I used to always say these ayahs without understanding the context of the ayahs, without even knowing which surah the ayahs were from. I would always just like have them memorized, write them down on my like like dry erase board or whatever, not knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to two people getting divorced. But like, what are these eyes? What is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying? Whoever fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Whoever deals with their divorce with taqwa, with consciousness of Allah, مخرجه, He brings forth a way out for him. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, Allah says, And He provides for him from where he doesn't even imagine. And it's crazy because after you get a divorce, you know, you feel lonely and you feel like there's no one there to support you, mm-hmm. right? Like the one person that was there that was supposed to support you is no longer there anymore. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding you here, no, He will provide for you. Mm-hmm. And not only provide for you, He'll provide for you from places you could have never imagined. Right? Like it's almost as if Allah is saying, I will surprise you with things. I will give you more than you could imagine. And like my favorite part of the ayah, and whoever relies on Allah, then Allah is sufficient for them. Mm-hmm. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preparing you to, to sort of be alone again. Mm-hmm. Right? So we started off talking about singleness, being alone. We went through marriage. And now we're talking about being alone once again. And Allah tells you, if you put your trust in Allah, then He will be sufficient for you. He will be enough for you. That you don't need anyone but Allah. You don't even need your husband. You don't even need your wife. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best companion that you can ever look for, that you can ever ask for. We're going to jump to ayah 6. If you can read that, Sara. Subhanallah, this ayah is so beautiful because it shows you the responsibility of a husband no matter what. Like, let's say, for instance, you divorce a woman and she's pregnant. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if they are pregnant, then you you have to take care of them until they deliver the baby, especially then, right? Maintain it until they deliver it. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and even to nurse your son or your daughter, you have to provide and you have to compensate her. Give her money, subhanAllah. For her to take care and breastfeed your child, who at the end of the day is your son, you have to provide for her. You don't just get to drop the responsibilities because you divorced her. You are still taking care of her because she is taking care of your son so that breast milk 
comes with a price, right? <laughs> what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says? And if you fail to reach an agreement, then another woman will nurse your child. SubhanAllah. And it says in the beginning of the ayah, it says, do not harass them. Do not make their stay unbearable. Maybe this is a woman who's pregnant and she has to stay with you until she delivers the baby and to make a sound decision if she still wants to divorce you or if you still want to divorce her. Do not make her stay unbearable. Do not make her feel like she's not wanted in her own home. Remember, Allah says, their houses. That's her house. If you feel like you can't stomach it anymore, you get out. So subhanAllah, I love this ayah because Allah gives us details to the breast milk about a divorce. Don't think Allah doesn't consider every aspect of your life. And it emphasizes again how Allah is the way through anything. Right? If you want to get through something, look at the laws and the rulings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it just shows you how caring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Like, to someone who, who goes through a divorce, especially a woman, like, she's oftentimes the most vulnerable person in the relationship or or in the divorce. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even talking about, like, your breast milk. Yeah. And you being compensated for breastfeeding. Something that people tell you, you know, that's your job. That's yeah. what you have to do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, no, no, that's not your job. That's something that you deserve to be rewarded for or compensated for subhanallah Allah's so sweet I <laughs> know I love it. this surah it's more um, like humbling and makes you feel more seen every other surah is, is very beautiful and touching but this is such on a personal like experience yeah. right and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is letting every little thing be seen and noticed and if you can read ayah 7 Sara and then here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding the man of wealth to provide, right, for his wife. You got her used to a lifestyle, continue providing for her. Don't give her some basement or some, you know, one bedroom apartment. No, provide for her with comfort, right? Allow her to be comfortable with her new living situation. And this is especially to a man of wealth. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even considers the man who doesn't have money. Provide for her with your means. Don't be cheap. She is your ex-wife. She is the mother of your children. You still have to respect her. There has to be that honor between you and your ex-wife. And Allah says he does not require of any soul beyond what he was given. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says after hardship, Allah will bring ease, right? Will bring about ease. And if you can just read ayah 8 and 9 together. And for those of us listening to these ayat and saying, Allah can't tell me how to live, Allah can't tell me how to divorce my wife, what does Allah say? For the people that rebelled against the commandments of Allah, for those people of the past and of the present who are neglecting what Allah has commanded, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they are subject to a horrible punishment, to a severe account. Don't think that neglecting Allah doesn't come with consequences because what Allah is trying to avoid you from are those consequences and that's why he's giving you these commandments and these laws. And he says the commandments of their Lord and his messengers, right? The Quran and the Sunnah. Exactly. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is honoring the Prophet sallam, including him with these rulings. And then the final ayah, ayah 12. الله الذي خلق سبع سماوات ومن الأرض مثلهن يتنزل الأمر بينهن لتعلموا أن الله على كل شيء قدير وأن الله قد أحاط بكل شيء علما
And subhanAllah, Allah ends this surah. We skip some ayat. If you want to go back and read them completely, it's a beautiful surah that includes everything you can think of when approaching a divorce. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for those who neglected his commandments, Allah says, Allah is the one who created the seven heavens, right, in layers, and the earth. And his divine commandment descends between them. What Allah is telling you to do is descending through all of his creation to come to you. These words of Allah were from the highest level, from the top. And for you to think Allah doesn't know better and that you know better with your 20-something years of experience of this dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is humbling us. And He is telling us that He is capable of everything. And He is the one with certainty and encompasses all knowledge. So for you to disregard Allah's commandments, you are proving to yourself how stupid you are. SubhanAllah, I love the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ended Surah At-Talaq, reminding us that knowledge comes from Him, mm-hmm. right? That His knowledge encompasses all things. And then the last piece of advice that I actually, you know, got from my dad was to make du'a for a better spouse. <laughs> and I think it's important that we end it off with that. So to make du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a better spouse, a better life. You know, I wanted to mention, you know, a man who was making du'a during the time of Prophet So he was, he was making du'a to Allah, you know, Oh Allah, if you punish me in the akhirah, punish me here instead. And then the Prophet looked at him and he was like, why didn't you just ask Allah for afia in the dunya and the akhirah? And so it's important to like think good of Allah and to know that He will grant you more than you can imagine. He will provide for you from places you could have never imagined. He will protect you. He will grant you whatever you're looking for. Right. So in the meantime of keeping yourself busy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, taking Allah as a companion, getting rid of those negative thoughts, also make dua for a better spouse. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can grant you that. Yeah. So we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings comfort to the hearts that are divorced and brings them a pair that's compatible. And we pray that for the ones who are married, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fills their marriage with mawadda and rahmah, with mercy and compassion. And for those beautiful single people out there that are complete and whole and distinct and unique, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you all a marriage that complements your half. Ameen ya Rabb. Jazakum khairun for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.